I remember a few years ago, a young man who was finishing up his residency and was trying to determine which next step he was going to take into full-time vocational ministry. And he set up the meeting with me and came to me with two churches. And I knew of both churches. And uh, one church was going to pay quite a bit. And the actual location of the church was pretty awesome. It's pretty great. It's kind of where he wanted to be. And the other church, not so much. But I knew of the second church, and I knew that it was a great place to begin in ministry. And so I challenged him to go find out where the last three or four people were who had served at both churches. And a week later, he set up a second meeting, and he came back, and he told me about the first church, which had a higher salary and a better view, a better a better location, and the last three people had either been fired or quit and left ministry altogether. And the second church that uh, didn't did not have as much to offer, it seemed on the surface anyway. The last three or four people who had left that staff had all gone on to plant churches and do amazing things in the kingdom. This is Leadership Pathway. I'm Dave, and I'd like to talk about how we guide uh, future leaders forward when they are beginning their earliest steps in ministry. Like many of you, I loved watching the Apollo 11 documentary on Netflix this year. I noticed on the documentary, documentary uh, easy for me to say, I noticed that they, they did not land in the precise place on the moon the first time when they went. They were off by several yards. It was no big deal. But I've read that if you're off one degree launching a rocket going to the moon, eventually you will miss the moon by over 4,000 miles. Now, uh, I've never been to the moon, but I've, I've been in ministry and I've had a lot of friends and associates go into ministry. I do not know if the average stay in ministry is 18 months or three years. We'll leave that to Barna or Youth Specialties or some other really smart group that studies that sort of thing. I've read both, I've heard both, and I've heard that for two decades, that the average stay in ministry is 18 months. I'll hear that at a youth ministry gathering or a, a gathering of leaders. And I, I actually don't know which it is. We can all just agree, though, I think that it's probably not long enough. And I would contend one of the key reasons why is that we allow leaders to start in the wrong place, and they're off just a few degrees. Now, I use the word allow because many of us, me and maybe you listening to this podcast, you've had young people set up coffees or come in your office and ask you for advice. And it's, it's so uh, easy, and I think sometimes it feels more spiritual to just let them talk and then say to them, well, wherever Wherever you wind up, I'm sure the Lord is going to be with you and I'm praying for you. And they leave the office and go right out and they go to one of those places that killed the last three or four young leaders who went there. We don't talk about this a whole lot, at least publicly from platform and from pulpits and in chapel at seminary. We love all the churches and we really do. And I, and I sincerely mean that. But for those of you listening who are in places of influence over young college, seminary, young people, hey, even second career people getting into ministry who are older, we have to 
make sure that they go to the healthiest place possible. I did not say the biggest place. I did not say the best paying place or the, the place with the view of the beach or the Rocky Mountains. I said the healthiest place that actually wants more for them than from them early on in ministry. There is a huge difference between an opportunity, a paycheck, a job, or being developed. Let me say that again. There's a big difference between an opportunity for a job and being developed. We must guide, coach, mentor, and lead the youngest and the best among us, honestly, towards the best places. I know that this this uh, era of life that they find themselves in is critical because their parents are saying to them, what I said to my 20-somethings as they left school, which is basically get a job and get off my cell plan and get off my insurance and, and go do something. And it's critical that they do that. But it's even more critical for the kingdom and for the long run of their ministry. And by that, I don't mean for the next 50 years. I mean the next 10, 15, or 20 years that they start in the healthiest, strongest place that they can start. I I mentioned in an earlier episode, I think it was the one on coaching, maybe episode number three, of the people that were around me that would not let me quit that encouraged me, that loved me, that prayed for me, coached me, kicked me when I needed, but they would not let me quit. I wanted to quit, uh, you know, probably three days a week by month nine, and they wouldn't let me do it. I didn't understand at the time what a gift that was. But I do think intuitively coming out of school, I knew I needed to run towards a great leader and towards a great church. And had I not done that, I I probably would not have had opportunity to be around those people. I watched many of my peers do the exact opposite. Were they in ministry 18 months or three years? Did they make the average? I'm not sure. But I know that they, they were not around the dynamic, amazing people that I get to be around. Many of you listening are doing this at your church, and and you are to be commended, but we need more. We need more churches stepping up to create this kind of environment for the newest and the freshest and the best potential future leaders that we have. And that's my challenge. This is Leadership Pathway, and I'm Dave. Check us out at leadershippathway.org. Thanks.